Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. We are completing our week in the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation 10. Today, John hears a voice from heaven that speaks directly to him and tells him to take the scroll. And the angel standing on the sea and on the land gives it to him. It's a small one and asks him to swallow it. It tells him that it'll turn the stomach sour, but it will be sweet in the mouth. And John does has asked, and he does taste sweet honey in the mouth, but once he's eaten it, the stomach turns sour. And then there's someone else who tells him, you must prophesy again about people, nations, tongues, and kings. The imagery that John uses in the book of Revelation would be familiar to these first century Jews. And we know that we have seen before the imagery of somebody eating a scroll in the book of Ezekiel. He was asked to do the same thing, same thing as Jeremiah is asked to eat the word of God and we understand that a visitation from God or an inspiration from God is very encouraging it's very sweet it's very sweet to the palate to know God is attending to us but if we ever are given an instruction it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy especially for the prophets who are being asked to go to the cities and prophesy things that are not going to be popular this is going to be difficult to digest this is going to be difficult to stomach, literally. It's going to be difficult to do. And if you have been entrusted something, perhaps you use journaling as a way of deepening your prayer. And if God has made any promises or has made any requests of you, it's important to jot them down. It's important to speak of them with your spiritual director and to find a way to see that those are reminders that when we have difficulty in knowing what to take as our next step we we go back to the words that God has given us both directly in the Bible and those that are personal for the personal projects that Jesus assigns to us with the skills and the talents and the capabilities that he's given us in the mission field where we has we have been planted that is where we bring the word of God let us take a look now then at Psalm 119 that on verse 103 repeats the very same thing. How sweet to my ta taste is your promise. In the ways of your decrees, I rejoice. So this taste of God's decrees, knowing that when we follow them, our life is sweeter, even though it can be harder to do, because we can be rejected. And as we instruct our children in the, in the ways to go, in the ways of the Lord, they can also feel rejected when they are making choices, for example, for life. Or they're making choices to do things according to God's will and God's command. Teaching our children to the light in the decrees of the Lord is important. And they have to see it in our own lives. That we are speaking the word of God. And that they can also, through their questions and through their uh, own messages from God, bring us things that can help us see how God works in families Perhaps if you don't have children, is is your spiritual children or children that you've taken under your wing at work or 
perhaps you are an aunt and you have, or an uncle and you have nephews. I know that I've had delightful, um, a, a delightful aunt that was, didn't have children and she was very important in our lives. We yearn there then for God's commands so that we can be ready to listen to the word of God and to put it in action in our lives. And then in Luke 19, we see Jesus entering the table and turning and entering the temple and turning the tables there saying, you've turned my house of prayer in a den of thieves. This is not an easy thing to do. Jesus is prophesying as well and telling the chief priests, the scribes and the leaders of the people that were seeking to put him to death. I couldn't find a way, tells us the gospel. Well, it would seem that Jesus is giving them ample opportunities when he comes into the temple this way. So yesterday we saw Jesus weeping. Today we see Jesus with holy anger. The Bible gives us glimpses into alignment of our emotions in the service of God and to make our prayer more passionate, more joyful, more elevated, because our emotions are fuel for human action, for human thought. We must learn how to align them, how to use them. This idea of a 90-second rule, to have these emotions, to feel them deeply, but then not to dwell on them and not to let them turn us away from love and gentleness and joyfulness and kindness. So let us pray to the Lord. Father, as we come to the end of the liturgical year, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, align our hearts, the center of our being, the center of our being, align it with our brain, that as our brain tries to look for what is wrong, tries to save us from the things that are dangerous around us, we may allow our hearts to attune to you with gratefulness so that our brain and our hearts, our brains and our hearts can align in loving you, in serving you, in serving one another. Let us begin the day by thanking you, Father, by glorifying your name, blessing your name, and asking you to guide us in today and in the Advent season that is about to begin, in the Thanksgiving week that is about to begin in the United States, and to make us worthy in your sight, not because of anything we've done, but because the Lamb, the Lion of Judah, has triumphed, and that in that triumph, as we rejoice, you may see us worthy to stand before your altar and praise you. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.